Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 3. Today's episode will be about the MLB Hall of Fame induction. I'm here with Charlie. What's up? And our first special guest, Eric Rule. What's going on, guys? Alright, so two people were inducted uh, or voted in, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. Jeter was one vote shy of unanimous, 99.7% of votes and... Larry Walker received 76.6% of votes on his last year on the ballot. Uh, and players need 75% of votes to be voted in. So he finally got in. What are your thoughts on Derek Jeter being one vote shy? Should he have been unanimous? Absolutely, he should have yeah. been unanimous. Yeah. Whoever did not vote him in, and I don't think it's come out yet, I hope it does, because I think that guy... Well, they can keep their ballots... Uh, Anonymous. They can. They they're allowed to keep their ballots and not uh, anonymous. However, I hope that it comes out that whoever that one guy was um, feels like an idiot because Derek Jeter is probably the best shortstop that has ever played the game of baseball. Are you talking about defensively? Defensively, absolutely not. And offensively. <laughs> offensively, maybe, but not defensively. I'm telling you right now, Derek Jeter is. Was the face of baseball in his prime. He is what every MLB team and what the MLB wanted as the face of baseball. Never a controversy or a scandal. He was never a part of any steroid issues. Okay, He was great for New York. Obviously, being in a big market, you need to have the face in a big market. Okay, That's why you never see a Cardinal as the face of baseball, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's that's just be real, okay? I mean, he is the prototypical person that you want to be the face of baseball, and he was for many, many years. He, along with Griffey, should have all been unanimous. I No doubt about it, I, I've always said the first person that was going to go in unanimously was Mariano Rivera. It happened, okay? I've, been, I've said that for many, many years. And now, the second person I always said was Derek Jeter, and I'm a little upset that it didn't happen. Who are you saying is the best defensive shortstop ever? I don't know who, but I don't think it was Derek Jeter. Well, you got to uh, give us some Yeah, some you got to give somebody. It. So, Derek Jeter. So, over his career, Derek Jeter had, like, negative 13 defensive runs saved per year. You're going to tell me that's good defensively? Who are you asking? Any, either of you. <laughs> because I... I, I Throughout I'll his career, this. he averaged thir- negative if, 13 defensive runs saved If per I'm year. building a team and I'm basing a team around somebody in the 90s, it's probably going to be 90s and 2000s. It's probably going to Derek Jeter's. Now, he top. did have five gold gloves. I will give him that. Okay. He made the stellar plays, but he didn't make a lot of the routine plays. Okay, well, neither does Colton Wong. That's what. <laughs> yeah. I was going to compare. He's a gold glove winner. Colton. I mean, not everyone can make every single play. Just because you're a gold glove winner doesn't mean you're the best defensive player of all time. No, but it doesn't mean you're the worst of all time either. I mean, you got five gold gloves. You had to do something right in order to get five gold gloves. You also played. You got to for- make the routine plays in order to get the gold gloves. Because if you make the routine plays and then you go above and beyond and make the great plays, that's what gets you to be. Now, he did play 20 years, so that gives him a lot of time to get five gold gloves. And there's a lot of statistics, I'm sure. If you go through the years, there's a lot of peaks and valleys and hills that, you know, years where he's got good years and years that he has bad years. But if you look at 
Derek Jeter compared to other shortstops, and then you look at Mariano Rivera compared to other closers. Mariano Rivera stood out a lot more than Derek Jeter stands Did he? Out. Because Tyrant- then you Tyrant- can go look at Lee Smith or even look at Billy Wagner, who's actually still somebody that is getting votes for the Hall of Fame. Who, What was, what was his numbers on this year? He uh, received 31.7% of votes. Okay, now, it's so, only his fifth year. Right, and I think he's somebody that, if you go back and look at his stats over the years, um, other than the one ball that he gave up to Albert Pujols, which I think just flew by our facility right here, um, you know, other than that home run, I think that he had a phenomenal career as well. And I think he's one that I think eventually gets into the Hall of Fame as well. He probably will eventually. But back to the Mariano Rivera I would say that there are Trevor Trevor Hoffman was one of, if not the best, reliever, and that's debatable, obviously. I think Mariano Rivera is a first ballot Hall of Famer, as he was, a unanimous, like I always said. He However, you go and compare stats, yes, Trevor Hoffman never had the stats that Mariano Rivera had in the playoffs. Okay, that's that's tough. That's tough to compete with. But you go look at the, the yearly stats, I'd put Trevor Hoffman up there with Mariano Rivera any day. Which is why they're both Hall of Famers, essentially. At the end of the day, the day, they're both in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, does it make a difference how you get in? Unless it's unanimous. Like they're both in the Hall of Fame. They're both great players. Uh, well, I think you're right. And I'm sure. Has their own I'm path. sure it means a lot to them to be unanimous. But like, and first ballot. But at the end of the day, if you're in, you're in, right? Yeah. It wasn't a question of if he was going to get in. It was the yeah. question of when is he going to be unanimous. I mean, yeah. you knew he was the first ballot Hall of Famer from, you know, pretty much halfway through his career. The question was, is is he going to be unanimous? Yeah. There was really only three players in our lifetime that we can sit here and say legitimately had a chance. <clears throat> One of them was in, he's a unanimous Hall of Famer. That's Mariano Rivera. And then the other two both missed by one vote, Griffey and Jeter. Griffey missed by two. Was it two? Yeah. He had 99.3% of voters, I think. No, since Griffey wasn't unanimous, I don't think Jeter should have been either. The voters set a precedent with Griffey, and so they followed that. That if Griffey wasn't going to be unanimous, then a position player in the following few years following wasn't going to be unanimous. Then what makes makes a closer be the unanimous vote? A closer is so much different to the game than a position player. Right now it is. But even, even teams are getting away from having a set, quote-unquote, closer. That's what makes Mariano Rivera stand out even more. Because he was so dominant. Yes. I would agree with that. And his cutter, <laughs> basically unhittable. Would agree with that. How exactly does, like, the voting work? Like, how many people vote? And, like, uh, I think it's 377. Yeah. And they each get one writers. vote? No, they each get, I think it's up to... I think it's six or seven. Yeah, they get up to six, six or seven votes per... Um, Which is... Per ballot. Crazy so that there was just one such dude low numbers. Vote Jeter. Yeah. yeah, and and they don't have to use all those votes either. They can yeah. only use okay. two, three, four, five. So, you know, I think that obviously that one guy, I'd love to know who it is. Honestly, <laughs> I, I really would. Yeah, it'd be I, interesting, I interesting to see if it comes out and when it comes out, how it comes out, see how people respond. But I hope for his sake that. I was watching MLB Network today, and they were saying that, you know, the baseball writers have been approached about releasing those about five years ago, and um, it was a vote that went to a committee, and they agreed that if the writers wanted to release their ballots, they could, and obviously, 
days yeah. leading up to yesterday, you could see on Twitter and things like that that they had released what what their votes were, but it's it's not mm-hmm. mandatory. So yeah, I'm sure it'll get leaked somehow eventually. So. Speaking of that, Larry Walker predicted that he would only get like 73% of the votes, but he ended up getting uh, 76.6. So he got in on his final year on the ballot. Uh, he had 17 years in the league, hit 313 at the plate, which is better than Jeter did at the plate. So, How many years? How many seasons? 17. 17, so they were close to the same seasons. Jeter hit 310 at the plate. I mean, you know, six points Just off. saying. But uh, two different, two different, completely different types of players. Honestly. True. Two completely different types of players. Obviously, one played his whole career and one uh, with one team. The other one played with, I think, three teams. Um, yeah. With the Rockies, the Cardinals, and then obviously started his career started in, Montreal. in Montreal. Yep. Canadian boy. Yes, he was. From Canada. Yes, he was. I think having Larry Walker <laughs> in the Hall of Fame is probably one of the, the better things that happened this this decade. I mean, I, I yeah. really do. He I, deserved I, it, for sure. He did. He worked hard. Um, just listening to him speak, he's a, he seems like a really humble guy. Did you see him uh, talking yesterday after he got in? The shirt he was wearing? No. Some, like, Spongebob shirt. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, no. I mean, obviously the biggest factor or the biggest question people will bring up is, okay, well, he played in Coors Field for, you know, X amount of seasons. So, how does that factor into him becoming a Hall of Famer? Yeah. He still had road games, so oh, you still play half your schedule away from Coors Field. So, I, regardless of where you play, I don't think that you know unless you're sitting there still gonna put the bat on the ball. Right. You, I mean, you go look at Barry Bonds and the short porch he had, you know, in the Giants Stadium. I mean, what is that Safeco or whatever? Mm. You look at that short porch when he was out there. You know, it's the same situation. Yeah. You know, but at this rate, if you're hitting them, you're hitting them. Now. Larry Walker did win an MVP, and he did have three batting titles, whereas Jeter had neither of those. He didn't win MVP once. Jeter did not win an MVP throughout his career. Now, he did win the 2000 World Series and All-Star Game MVP, but he never won the AL MVP throughout the season, which I thought was shocking, to be honest. Well, AL's always notoriously been better than the NL. He was up there a couple of years, but he never won it. But I think Larry Walker... I think the M- or the MVP and the batting titles really helped him. I, w- I would agree. Um, obviously, you go look at his career overall. and He's, he's also a stellar defenseman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In the outfield. You know, I think I, – I don't think there's any anybody that would refute him becoming a Hall of Famer. Obviously, he was in, what, his last year, so it was either this year or he gets pushed off for yeah. a few more years into the uh, committee, the Veterans Committee. So I think this was a good pick. I think he deserved it. By all means, obviously yeah. he he had to work his way up from whatever I, I don't even what it, his first year was. I know it was pretty low, twenties or thirties. So obviously he had to work his way up. But I think I think overall, I think that was a good vote for the writers. Yeah, congrats to Larry Walker and Derek Jeter. Now, with all this controversy about Jeter being or not being unanimous, do you think there are any current players that will be unanimously voted in? I feel like it's hard to tell. Right now. Yeah. Like, you really can't say until their career's over almost. But, I mean, there's definitely players that have the potential to be, like, up there. I don't know about unanimous, though. Like, first player that comes to mind, like, maybe getting unanimous is Mike Trout, just because he's 
been so dominant the years he's been in the league, but yeah. he also, I mean, Angels haven't really been a big playoff. He'll probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer. If you would have asked With, me this question probably eight years ago, I probably would have told you Pujols would be the only other one. Um, I think that that's fallen off. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You don't think he'll be unanimous? I don't think he'll be unanimous. Um, and like Charlie said, I just I don't think right now there's anybody that you can sit there and say without a doubt that he's a unanimous Hall of Famer. I think there's a lot of guys that are out there playing right now if their career continues the way that they're playing that they could be first ballot Hall of Famers. I mean, scandals aside, um, you know, Verlander is one of them. Um, Carlos Beltran, when he comes up, you know, he should be a first ballot if yeah. not second ballot Hall of Famer. You know, so there's there's definitely people out there. Um, but, you know, you got to take everything into consideration when, you know, this is going on. Obviously, you know, you guys talked about the cheating scandal last um, episode, um, and obviously that's something that is, yeah, but that is was going to take baseball for a while. That, that didn't really help Verlander. No, but he was a part of the team, and obviously, you know, he knew about it and what was going on. Yeah. So. That's true. Now, could he have done anything? I don't know. I mean, he could have. He could have been the trash can man. He, he, who knows? He might have been the one banging the trash can. Guilty by association if you're around those That's guys. True. And I, exactly. Not saying anything. Yeah. People can say stuff about you that may or may not be true. Exactly. Now, exactly. with scandals, do you think Bonds, uh, Clemens, and Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame? Or do you think they'll get voted in as they only have two more years on the ballot? And Schilling missed by 5% this year, so... How many years do you get on the ballot? 10. You get 10. Yeah. You want my honest opinion, Connor? I do. I'll be I don't honest want you to lie. You. I'll be honest with you. There's going to be a year, whether it's in 2021 or 2022, that is going to be a asterisk year. And that asterisk year is going to be where they vote in all of the um, steroid scandal players that are still eligible on the ballot. Bing, Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, A-Rod, those guys. So you think A-Rod would be a first ballot Hall of Famer then? If it's uh, if, if you're going to put them all Clemens in, if you're going to put them all in, you got to put them all in together. I think is what you got to do. David Ortiz is in that group as well in 2022. Next year, there's really no first ballot Hall of Famer. You got Mark Burley, you got Tim Hudson, you got some other guys that are really not first ballot Hall of Famers. I think what you have to do is you either put Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling in next year. And then um, the following year, you really don't have any first ballot Hall of Famers and you let A-Rod, you let Ortiz and some of those other guys sit for a while. Or you put them all in in 2022 together and have one big swipe of your, of your steroid era players. So who do you see getting in next year then? If, if, if they're going to put everybody in next year, then you put Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling in and you put a nice big asterisk by it. Do you see Manny Ramirez getting in Scott Rowland? Scott Rowland, Sheffield. I see Scott Rowland trending up. I see Manny Ramirez trending down. I don't think Manny Ramirez is a Hall of Famer. You really? Do not. Well, that's a bold take. Do not. So there's a metric. It's uh, like measures your career stats up against other Hall of Famer stats. It's based on a scale 0 to 100, and 50 is your average Hall of Famer. Derek Jeter was a 67. Okay. Uh, Manny Ramirez was a 69. Okay, so based off of this quote-unquote metric, he should be a Hall of Famer. Okay, that's great. But you go look at all the scandals, you talk about all that, let's let's bring up the big name of Pete Rose. P. 
Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose I should agree. absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Best hitter of all time. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> For sure, we can all agree upon that Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Put his ass in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Legitimately. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. And I think almost anyone around the game of baseball would tell you that. Because I take the Astros cheating scandal as a bigger scandal than Pete Rose yes. gambling on baseball. Pete Rose bet on himself and his teammates. Now, I get it's in the rules and all this that you can't yeah, I feel gamble, like it's not like it. Like, but he, it's not like he voted against them and he threw games so that yeah, he didn't win. It didn't negatively exactly. affect his play. Yes. Exactly. It, yeah. And he put up... Maybe know, it was more motivation to help him win so he didn't lose a bunch of money, but, like, but still, like... doesn't change the fact that he's probably the best hitter of all time. Yes. Statistically, he is the best hitter of all time. He has yes, the most he stats he throughout his career. He didn't take steroids or PEDs or anything. No. He, There's no evidence ta- of it. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <And> hasn't, <laughs> uh, not to our knowledge, he hasn't, but, you know, that's all raw talent. Yeah. Put him in. Yeah. Put him in. Put Pete in the Hall of Fame. No. Um, do you think there's any... Do you think... Oh, try and think if there's any current Cardinals that would be Hall of Famers. Yachty. Like Yachty sure. or besides Yachty. Besides Yachty. I, you could give a good... Good uh, look reason. at Wainwright. Yep, behind Adam Wainwright. Um, He's not current, but I see Chris Carpenter getting in. Okay. Um, there is an ex-Cardinal that was on the ballot this year besides Scott Rowland, Raphael for call. He will not be on the ballot again. I don't think he should be. He's one of 16 first-year, pl- or I guess 17, one of 17 first-year players to never be on the ballot again. Now, one of those being Derek Jeter. He won't be on it again because he got voted in. But there are 16 guys that were on the ballot for the first time this year and will never be on it again because they didn't get enough votes. And you go look at that list. And Heath I- Bell is on that list. And I was going to say, you go look at that list, and I'm perfectly fine with all the players that did not make it on that list. Probably don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. So the only two people on that list that are already in or have a chance are Derek Jeter, who's in, and then Bobby Abreu got 22 votes this year. So he got 5.5% uh, votes, and he will be on the ballot again. And I think he might be somebody that could trend up. I think he's going to be a tough push to get into the Hall of Fame. But... You never know. Time will tell. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see who gets voted in the next couple of years because there are definitely a bunch of guys. I think Sammy Sosa is a guy that gets in. Uh, maybe Todd Helton get in eventually. Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner. I think all those guys get in. Do you think Omar Vazquez is a Hall of Famer or he should get in? What did he get at, 50% this year? Uh, he had 52.6. I think, how third many years year. is he, Third year, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer at some point. Yep, he's been trending up. Do you think Jeff Kendall get in? He's an interesting one. His was, seventh year on the ballot only got 27.5%. He leads all of second baseman in home runs in his career, throughout his career. Um, yeah. I, I think he's somebody that is undervalued in MLB, and I think that if yeah. you go back and look at his impact that he had for his teams that he played for, I think he's someone that should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you go look at his career stats, I think he is definitely somebody, but obviously this is our opinion and not the baseball writers, so 
Obviously, yeah. time will have to tell. Unfortunately, they should make us baseball writers. Let us vote. <laughs> give us one. Give us. Give us a ballot every year. <laughs> yeah. Let us vote. Yeah, it'll be interesting over the next couple of years. But it's interesting to see this year's. Good for Larry Walker and Derek Jeter, but we'll see what happens in the next couple of years. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, I don't think next year there's going to be a first ballot, um, but I think you could see a big spike in a lot of those guys. And like yeah. I said, it, it could be something where you, you do put Bonds and, um, you know, Clemens and Schilling in the Hall of Fame together, obviously with scandals amongst all of now, them. Now, Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds ended 3-4-5 in this year's voting. Uh, only three in the top five to not get in, so. So who do you think next year would, like, keep them at those spots and not take them over? Because the two guys are. I see them getting in next year. Which ones? Out of the three? Uh, all three of them. All three of them? Yes. I see Scott Rowland getting in within the next three years. I um, think Rowland's, Rowland's going to be a, a five- to six-year guy. I, I don't think he's next three years. I think he's a little bit further down the road. Just so based you think, off of where he started. I mean, he is trending up a good amount. Yeah. I think that you go look at who else is coming on over the next few years. I think it's, you know, if they're going to vote him in, it's going to have to be, you know, a little bit down the road. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our uh, third episode. Coach Wool, thanks for uh, being on with us. Appreciate you guys having me. Hope I get to come back. Maybe. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. <laughs> Have a good one.